Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. I am here with Corey Burton, um, coach at what used to be Hillwood High School. What is it called now? We are the James Lawson Lightning. We are the Lawson Lightning. Lawson Lightning. Um, yeah, our coaching. colors are two-tone blue and, and, and yellow. Okay, the Lawson Lightning, two-tone yep. blue. Okay. Um, yep. We're going to talk about the Ole Miss run game in today's show a little bit. Um, yep. And we're going to finish up by talking about the Alabama game this weekend. Corey, what do you notice about the Ole Miss run game? It's something that people might not see just casually looking at it. Well, it's very dynamic. I mean, it, it looks real simple because a lot of times uh, the, the runs, it just seems like the line's going all right or all left, and, and it just seems very, very simple. But on when you, when you really dive deep, you see a lot of moving parts, a lot of timing, a lot of bluffs, a lot of RPO stuff that's attached to the run game, and it's really, really exciting to watch. Okay, um, what's an example of that? Let's say a, you see a normal play that's an inside zone play. What's something that could happen on that inside zone play? Well, um, just a basic inside zone play. You have, I mean, so many variations of how you how you block and how you take care of the edges. I mean, uh, we we have one we call zone wham, which is very very typical, where you take the H back and you flash him across the formation and you trap the in man on the line of scrimmage to the backside on the other side of the formation. That is a very common one. Uh, Ole Miss likes to use the jet sweep as a bluff to, to get those linebackers to even just cheat a half step out of their responsible gap. And then uh, what Judkins and Evans uh, do a good job of is they hit that backside A gap and, and really just find themselves a crease and get those linebackers out of position. Yeah, we, we did a podcast um, whenever Lane Kiffin first got hired. It was called Boot Camp the Offense. That's that's right. really the what started to, to where we are now, this podcast. But it was started with a podcast called Boot Camp the Offense. Yes. What he was doing down at um, FAU with Daryl Singletary and those guys in that first uh-huh. year when he first got there, how does that compare to what he's doing here? Uh, it, it's, it's I think it's different because Corral is more of a runner. Uh, well, when he transitioned to Ole Miss, he had Matt Corral, who was mm. who's more of a dynamic runner, runner than Jackson Dart. I think Dart picks his spots to run. Uh, you don't see him run a ton, but he does pick his spots, and when he does, he's successful. Um, you see a lot more throwing and a lot more double action, a lot more RPO where he's hitting slants and, and hitches on the outside uh, versus where Matt Corral would triple option, double option uh, zone read stuff and, and be involved more in the run game than Jackson Dart is. Okay. And we're transitioning over to the backs. Um, uh-huh. Which is your favorite, Zach Evans or Quinshawn Judkins? Judkins, man. <laughs> when Judkins hits that A-gap, he is like shot out of a freaking cannon, and he just goes, man. He just Next thing you know, you blink, and he is standing in the end zone, and he hadn't really veered one way or the other. It, it almost seems like he just runs straight ahead and just powers through there, man. It's it, It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, the run game, it, does it surprise you the system changed this much this year compared to what they were doing with Matt Corral? No, I, I think he's adjusting to his personnel. I mean, I, I think when you have a quarterback like Jackson Dart, who's a lot more in tune with the passing game and putting guys in conflict and really making those throws and some throws that Matt Corral can't even make, um, I'm not surprised at all. 
Um, he has two dynamic running backs that he uses a lot more, and he's still um, and, and forgive me, forgive my lack of knowledge on, on the guy who runs the jet sweep, but um, he does a really good job of that too. Yeah. Who, who runs the jet sweep mostly for for all uh, this? Right now, it's Dayton Wade. Um, yeah, who is Dayton actually Wade, a walk. Yeah. He's a walk on. Um, yeah, I mean, he does a tremendous job and sets up. He sets up a lot when he does that because they they run the quarterback runs hit off of the jet sweep this year versus where. Matt Corral would run uh, your basic zone read where he'd ride the inside zone and just pull it, step around. It's more, it's more predicated off of the jet sweep for the quarterback run. It's like quarterback power off the, off the jet sweep. Um, and they pick their spots with that. So yeah, no, I, I really think Wade is doing a tremendous job running the jets. I, I think they're setting things up that way and it's really, really good. Okay. Um, now that we've done some basic run game stuff, now let's move ahead to the Alabama game this weekend. Um, Alabama, their defense honestly could not stop LSU in the second half of their game. Mm-hmm. And, no, and and that potentially doesn't bode well for them. What, do you, what did you see from that Alabama defense um, that Ole Miss fans should take heart in? Well, they struggle with a, with a running quarterback, uh, first of all. They had no answers for Jaden Daniels. Um, I, I think they also struggle with, ta- with uh, tempo. I was about to say talent. Uh, they struggle with tempo, so I, I think if Ole Miss can ratchet up the tempo, which I think they do very well, um, they could give Alabama a lot of fits. And Alabama, and I said this on SEC After Dark, but Alabama's playing way more conserv- conservatively than I've ever seen them play, and it's, it's odd. So yeah, I they're, think- they're, they're sitting back more. Their offense just doesn't look like it's connected to the rest of the team. It's it, not. Yeah, it's you not. just – it's so weird to see a dynamic quarterback like Bryce Young, um, a great running back like Jameer Gibbs. He's basically Alvin Kamara at the college level. And yeah. and they just struggle so much. Yeah, it, it's, it's like they – and it affects the defense. You know, going back to that, it, it affects the way the defense plays because, like, even last year, even even as bad as Bill O'Brien was in spots, they were still able to have a little bit of dynamic ability. I mean, they made the national championship game. They mm-hmm. they had to make it somehow. So, but even then, they're not able to play that way now. The defense is Nick Saban has told the defense, "Hey, don't go lose it for us," um, because the offense needs all the help they can get. And the offense is to say struggling mightily is an understatement. Now, what would you do in this game? Um, you're, you're calling plays. You're Lane Kiffin for the game. How, how would you approach this Alabama defense, and what would you like to see the Ole Miss, people, Ole Miss coaches um, call? Well, I mean, I, I think they need to stick with, honestly, what they're doing in the run game. I mean, they, they just keep them off balance with uh, RPOs, tempo, um, I, I think is a big thing. Hitting hitting the tight end on the seam, I, that, that's that's always giving them fits, the the, the – the hide screens, uh, we call it. We call it, it now Lawson. We call it slice, where he comes across the formation, act like he's going to trap, like I said on Wham, but instead just slips out in the flat. You know those type screens. I think will give will give Alabama fits. So just just being able to have those guys on the run because they don't communicate very well, and you can tell. And especially it's, when you go tempo, it, it gets even worse. It's so weird, isn't it, to see an Alabama team. They just look so overmatched, and every everything is a struggle for them. It's it's really weird. Yeah, and they're just, and so much is masked 
mm-hmm. um, by them having just a team, just five stars everywhere. They can yeah. just towel it up. That's the reason they're seven and two and not five and four, because yeah. they're two plays away from five and four mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, and absolutely. yeah, and and, and looking firmly at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I mean, I mean that that is where Alabama could be, but they have five stars everywhere. They can rise up, and everything goes on. But um, there's something going on with the coaching uh, at both the coordinator positions. It, it's it, almost. It, yeah, it's strange. But having said that, they have the talent where mm-hmm. if they really wanted to, they could bully Ole Miss up front. Oh yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's what scares me in this game. I mean, they 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 could at any moment, all of a sudden, it could be open the floodgates and let's freaking go and let's you know, hell, we've already lost two games. Let's just say screw it and come after you. They mm-hmm. could very easily do that, and and Ole Miss not be able to handle that. Yeah, this is the most talented roster Ole Miss will face. It, they could absolutely rise up at any point. They could they could get to Oxford and all of a sudden look like the 85 Bears. I mean, they're that good mm-hmm. when they come in. But, man, on the road this year, they beat Texas 20-19. to 19. Yeah. They beat Arkansas, I think, 45-28, to 28, but that required a fourth quarter. Um, they almost blew a 28-nothing lead. They lost to Tennessee fifty-two to forty-nine or something like that, yeah. uh, and they lost to LSU thirty-two to thirty-one. Now, what that they tells you is team, they had special teams disasters. Yeah, what that tells you is there's close games, yeah. and Lane Kiffin's Lane Kiffin's even said if you play close games, eventually they will get you. It, it's the laws of average is going to get you, mm-hmm. and I think this four for Alabama teams is the lowest floor that Nick Saban's had since his first year. Mm-hmm. Now their ceiling is still up in the playoff, but the range is so much now. Something you wouldn't see before. Need some help now. I mean, I, I don't see another loss of LSU schedule the way they're playing right now. Um, now for Ole Miss, I, I think if they find a way to flip that switch that LSU flipped against y'all, mm-hmm. um, in the second half of that game, Ole Miss, something clicked with Ole Miss at halftime of the Ole Miss game. Like they were kind of a mess here mm. and there. They were very up and down, very roller coaster like. And then all of a sudden, halftime of the Ole Miss game, something happened and they just caught fire. They haven't, they haven't slowed down since. Yeah. Tiger Stadium's like that, though. I, I think um, when LSU gets a momentum boost, it's almost like it's on steroids, supercharged. That you know doesn't happen necessarily everywhere else. It's a weird phenomenon where momentum is like double experience points. You know type, that type thing. That's called and, playing at home in the SEC. That's all that uh, is. Yeah, it, but it also goes the other way. Whenever whenever they go down, it seems to affect them more. So if Arkansas can get on them, get up, playing in Fayetteville, that has a chance to be just a crazy game. And this game, like, after the, the LSU-Arkansas game, that's an 11 o'clock game. So by the kickoff of the Ole Miss-Bama game, this thing could be everything that we thought it would be last week and more to where this game is Ole Miss's chance to completely control their own destiny. Yeah, it's 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 far from over in the West. It's going to it's gonna get kind of crazy. Ole Miss, just, just keep on winning, and, and things will work itself out. I mean, you never know, man. LSU, you know, LSU's shown that, you know, they, they can get themselves into a little bit of disaster disaster area, especially in special teams. So you, you really, truly never know. I mean, you got to play out the string and let's go. I mean, it's not over for Bama yet. It's not over for Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. 
And it's certainly hang on to your hats. It ain't over for LSU. I think in the East it's pretty well settled. I think Georgia has to lose out to yeah. even not go to the not go to the championship. So, um, well, actually, if you well in hand, I think there's three teams that have a legitimate chance to get to the SEC championship, and that is LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Because LSU has to lose out for Bama to go. Yeah, yeah, LSU has to lose their next mm-hmm. two, right? Because mm-hmm. they do they have all conference games left. They um. They might. They've got Arkansas and they've got um, A&M. Gotcha. So there might be a game in between there. I think they play – They don't they always play Missouri every year? Arkansas Arkansas gets Missouri. Is that their permanent? That's their permanent. Yeah, that's their permanent. Okay. okay. I can't keep up, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, uh, this, this weekend should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a hell of a clash, man. I, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see – um, you know, defensively, you're going to see a really good game plan as far as getting after Bryce Young, uh, understanding that there's not really much of a run game here hmm. that's going to that's going to keep you honest. So you can almost kind of pin your ears back and focus on that and get get him running for his life, collapse the pocket and get him panicking. And you know, that's the way to beat him. Georgia did it in the national championship, suffocated him, didn't give him a chance to, to, to run around and improvise the way he does and the way that the way he did to win the Heisman. So. You know, if they can do that, keep him keep him occupied, keep uh, Alabama's defense off balance, which more so than any than any year under Nick Saban, uh, aside from year one, they've been able to. So hmm. I look forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a fun game. I think Judkins is going to have a huge one. I think Zach Evans is going to have a big game. I think uh, Mingo's going to have a big game. Yeah, that that's the underrated part of this game is Ole Miss has the receiver type, the body type receivers that have traditionally given Alabama trouble. Yeah. And they can do so many things. I mean, play action has been a big part of their offense too as well. Uh, play action deep shots um, off, of, off of a strong run game really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and just your quick game, just your quick passing game, even when you don't fake it, it still plays a big factor if you have a successful run game because it, it opens up outside because people, you have to dedicate people to the box. Yeah. So get those one-on-one matchups with the hitches and the slants um, that you can hit quickly. And Ole Miss has done a good job of taking advantage of those too. Yeah, seriously. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go behind the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Corey, thank you very much for stopping by. This has oh, just been a bet. look at the Ole Miss run game. You uh, bet, man. You bet. That's It's been fun, man. I, I can't wait to see how this one plays out, man. I, I, I'm excited. Georgia's uh, heading down to uh, – Heading down to Starkville this week to take to take care of the the, the Bulldogs. So. Yeah, and that you can check out tonight on y'all's conference network, my Twitter, and different places. SEC After Dark, where we'll break down this game and every other game, including Mike Leach folding chairs. <laughs> I love that man. Mm. I absolutely love that. All right, thanks for having me, Steve. It was a pleasure. All right, man. Talk to you later. <laughs>